Happy spooky season, heroes and force users of all ages, and welcome back to Inside the Tauntaun, a podcast in the multiverse of fandom. As always, I'm Dino Nicandros, and I'm joined by Daniel Dawson. Here's Daniel! Alyssa is no longer with us. God rest her soul. Uh, No, I I actually don't think the three of us like each other much anymore, because it's hard to get us all in the same room. But, But this is a byproduct of... Coming out of the COVID shadow. Yes. And life has returned, and we are all happy for that, and we miss Alyssa very much. But yes. today, Lego Star Wars Terrifying Tales. It's a Halloween special. Lego Halloween special. In addition to running the gamut of all of our favorite spooky moments in Star Wars, we're going to keep it in the Star Wars theme to celebrate the Halloween weekend. So come along with us, won't you? By God. We're Star Wars fans. I don't know who you are or where you came from. I am Iron. Uh, I thought they smelled bad. On the outside. It smells like a new corn here. Inside the Tauntaun, this is our opening song. Alyssa, Tangentino, talking nerd stuff, come along. Inside the Tauntaun podcast, please like and subscribe. Happy spooky season to you, Daniel. Oh, happy spooky season to you, Dino. You're doing something extra spookalicious this weekend. Tell everyone about it. Oh, my goodness. It is very spookalicious. So, um, yeah, for those of you that are like have just joined the podcast and don't know, um, Dino and Lisa and I, um, we worked on a show at Disneyland called Frozen Live at the Hyperion. And... Uh, yeah, and so the the show got canceled um, after the pandemic started. Very, very sad. All of us were like, well, maybe it'll come back. <laughs> of course it's not. But <laughs> um, but one day I got a phone call um, from Disney in Florida. I was just like, <gasps> and my heart dropped to my stomach because I was thinking in my head, uh-oh, is it happening? Is it finally happening? Do I it- have to move to Florida? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, shit. It was uh, sadly not about Frozen or anything of the like, but very cool, uh, wonderful event that's happening here in L.A. Um, It's the Nightmare Before Christmas concert with Danny Elfman and Billie Eilish? Question mark? Um, That's great. She's uh, playing Sally, and she's, like, surprisingly perfect and, like, has this gorgeous little, like, soprano voice. It's, 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 it's a really special evening. And, of course, Weird Al Yankovic is there and Paul Rubens, um, who is P.B. Herman, for those of you that don't know his name. Mm -hmm. Um, And Ken Page, who's Deuteronomy on Broadway and Cats. (laughs) So great. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a crazy evening. So uh, we are doing a very um, I, I I'm a part of it tonight. Um, uh, Jack Skellington is going to be there in full form. Uh, it's a giant twelve foot puppet, um, and me and my friend Danny Montooth um, are going to be uh, puppeteering. And oh my god, this thing is insane! It's it looks so damn cool. So um, cool. But yeah, Friday night sold out, but there's still tickets available on Halloween. So if you want to come and see it, I mean, I don't understand 
like why anybody would want to do anything else on Halloween because it's kind of like the perfect thing in my I opinion. would agree with you and I think that I I still maintain the Hollywood Bowl is the best venue to see a oh. concert at in the world. 100%. Um, that being said, they had to change venues this year <laughs> for some reason and now it's in the Bank of California uh stadium in LE. Right, you actually had mentioned that. My apologies. <laughs> but but uh, I've never seen a Nightmare Before Christmas at the Hollywood Bowl before, but my sister went also a couple years ago. And, like, one of her favorite things ever. Um, it's such a quite fun— Quite the spectacle. It's, it's, I mean, like, just seeing—and there's, there's a couple other fun surprises that they have in store. Um, but, yeah. It's great. It's Catherine, cool. Oh, I guess Catherine O'Hara. Yeah, and that, that's is, why is Billie Eilish that's is there. Billie Eilish, yeah, right. Right, right, right. She, she is, um, oh gosh, she's somewhere, but she's filming something and being famous and wonderful. Yep. I mean, it's funny, like, I got to meet Billie Eilish. was like, <laughs> also, I met Billie Eilish in the most stupid of ways. Like, I was wearing, like, this idiotic black unitard that, like, I, I look like Kim Kardashian at the, mm-hmm. you know, the VMAs or whatever the hell that was. <laughs> she, <laughs> and, uh, or was it Met Gala? That's what it was. Um, and I'm just like, hi, Billy. <laughs> That's how it happens, isn't it? Just... I mean, she she kind of laughed. I think she understood, like that. You know, the situation was awkward and hilarious. Um, but uh, That's, yeah, it's amazing. Just great. But um, but also, I like no offense to Billy Eilish whatsoever. But I think that if I had met, um, what's her face instead, I would have Catherine O'Hara. I I don't think I would have been able to be a human in that. But moment. Catherine O'Hara strikes me as the person that wouldn't think twice about uh, meeting you what you were wearing. Oh yeah, she's like, oh yeah, I, 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 I wore like, that last Thursday. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's that's amazing. That's pretty. Well, congratulations on that. That's going to be Thank a lot of fun. You. And I wish I I wish I was in town to uh, to see it. Same. To hell with you and all of your yeah. dreams. To hell. How with all that? Uh, and if uh, if you are a uh, weary traveler in Southern California looking for something to do, go check out Alyssa in the ten thousand shows she's doing at Knott's Berry Farm. Literally ten thousand. I mean, she's she's running the joint at this point. <laughs> it is her berry farm. It is. It's Alyssa's farm. Alyssa's berry farm. Berry farm. It might as well be because that they've uh, they've invested quite a bit of time in her and they were wise to do so because mm-hmm. she is their single greatest asset you heard it here 100%. first but we're talking some uh some star wars spookiness <coughs> getting back to our namesake a little bit here um starting with this uh this lego special which was released on disney plus called terrifying tales uh, it was directed by ken cunningham and written by david shane and it's kind of a fun non-canon. Oh, yes. you have to you have to put the. Uh, it's not canon. You have to put the advisory out there that it's uh, it's not canon. It was like strangely enough, like our own little uh, our our like Star Wars what if episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, and they've done that. We were talking about it with visions, and this is m- more geared towards the kids, kids. But um, uh, and, but and yeah. also the young at heart. Also, the young at heart. Yeah. Otherwise, we wouldn't be talking about it. <laughs> no, uh, it's a lot of fun, and it it is just that. It's kind of like playing in the sandbox with your action figures and putting them in crazy scenarios. We've mm-hmm. all done it, and uh, that's exactly what they do here. And it's quite a bit of fun. 
And yeah. uh, there was a surprisingly amazing star talent attached. Oh my God! Yeah. As far as voices go, uh, and I'm thinking first and foremost of uh, Tony Hale as mm-hmm. <laughs> Vanille. <laughs> which can we can we just? Uh, I just have to say, like picking that, plucking that character out of Rogue One. His little this is Darth Vader's little attendant in Rogue One. It's just wonderful. Basically, the equivalent of the guy who holds the towel out while Vader gets out of the shower. And <laughs> the back to tank. How great that he's been living in this decrepit castle. Absolutely and, wonderful. And Tony Hale is one of the funniest people on the planet. So so good. Uh, a lot of fun to have him. Kristen Slater as uh, Ren. Yes. The, the former leader of the Knights of Ren, who they kind of got a new, that's why this isn't canon, but they, they got a kind of a new origin story, or, or rather Ben got a new origin story. and I'm sure it was, you know, relatively similar. But I right. I, I, I love <laughs> the the subtle but not so subtle references to like existing horror films because like that episode was like a very lost boys episode right yes mm-hmm. yes well just it, it also yeah very lost boys very coming of age uh 1980s 1990s just <laughs> like of all things it's just so the sax solo while they're all <laughs> <laughs> i die oh it's just Utterly ridiculous. Just so um, silly. In only a way that Lego could get away with. Truly. Um, truly. Um, you had Sam Witwer back as Darth Maul. God bless him. You're not having anyone else ever do Darth Maul. No. N- not well. Not well. Uh Barbara Goodson, <laughs> uh she she voiced uh Mother Talzin again after all of her many uh appearances in Star Wars animated shows. Um so back as Talzin who of course, would be in a creepy Halloween episode. Of course. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, when we get to the discussion on like Star Wars creepiness, mm-hmm. I, I I kind of forgot about the animated offerings. And oh, the, that's, the Night that Sisters are like most of my things are about the animated. Okay, offerings. great, great. Well, we'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, James Arnold Taylor back with his little cameo of Obi Wan. Great. Uh, Matt Sloan is kind of like the resident. Uh, animated Darth Vader voice. He's done it for all the video games in recent years, so great to have him back. Matthew Wood did Ben Solo. <laughs> Fun, funny to have Matthew Wood involved again. Uh, so yeah, a lot of great cameos. So out of the three little uh, vignettes, parable, we'll call them parables. Parables, okay, yeah. Kind sure. of twisted parables. What, which was your favorite? My favorite? Out of the three... Oh, God. So we had the Lost Boys episode, and we had the, the What If episode with Luke Skywalker, like like the Luke Skywalker right. and so we had, um, dad's son story. <laughs> it was really, right. really cute. We, we had the Lost Boy was right. the first one. Right. So very on the nose there. Uh, the second story was the Dueling Monstrosities, and the third was the Wookiee's Paw. The Wookiee's Paw, yes. Very macabre. So... Um, funny oh god i guess probably because wookie's paw that was the that was the luke the luke episode right yeah it was the uh the uh alternate look at how a new hope would have gone if if luke had gone to the imperial academy oh my god which is a great that's a great what if actually yeah that's what he wanted to do he's like i want to go join the academy yeah yeah it was like the i feel like the most like the one that kind of made the most sense to me so probably that one was my favorite yeah, I think I think that's my favorite too because 
Yeah, the plus like it's it's plausible. Like it, it was a fun like choose your own adventure. Like yes, although I could I think see it going down this way. My biggest laugh, um, which I well I I'm I think the one that I'm thinking about right now was um, uh, the droid popping his head through the door and saying like here's one nine yes. two three yes. four five. Yes. <laughs> that oh my that God. that tickled me. Just, you know, uh, there was the, like a, there was a like numerous shining references in the episode. I thought, yeah, there was, and um, there, honestly, I think the they, thing- they made these really adorable posters for um for the the film. Um, one of it is of, of like the the iconic hotel hallway with like two porgs standing side by side, hand in yes. hand, just like the twins from the movie. Oh my god, it's so freaking funny. Very early on in the movie, the one that made me laugh, and I don't, I don't know why, but it was something I had thought about when I was watching Rogue One. And the Emperor comes to Vader's castle to, to come get him to do something, and he walks in. He's like, "Yeah, I like what you've done. Could you have put a chair in here somewhere?" Like, <laughs> it's like so true. It's like there's nowhere to sit remotely. Like Vader just has this giant empty castle, and like you couldn't have put any furniture. You couldn't have put you couldn't have put a chair in here. <laughs> uh, it's not very it welcoming. Went, it, I just love how how silly it was, like having a Grabala the Hut basically building a hotel casino at Darth just Vader's castle, and Vanilla being the, uh, the just the creepy caretaker. And it's you know it's just kind of like um, I feel like it's also sort of making fun of like it feels like something that Disney would do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're gonna make a themed, themed uh, d- yeah, uh, yeah, something. yeah, Darth Vader's hotel. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would say the Wookiee's Paw was probably my favorite. Um, for what it is, a, le- a Lego movie, which is inherently satire, I thought it was very uh, clever and interesting to have Luke's pride be the thing that destroys the Death Star and not yes. his courage. You know, like that was like that's a that's a good little moral. There, good it's like, lesson. yeah, a bad guy's pride will, uh, will cost him, and it does, um, and it does indeed, it does indeed, uh, but yeah, um, I liked getting uh, Maul and Grievous together when I was talking about, oh like, my god, yes, the the sandbox of characters, like throwing your action figures at each other. That was I mean, definitely one of that them was. For, it's like we didn't know we needed that, but it was it was great. Like that, absolutely was great, and it really. Uh, spectacular little fight they had yeah i mean like for lego fight choreography it sounds silly to say but i was like (laughs) this is is like intriguing and compelling and yeah and then we had kind of a monty python moment where they both like (laughs) where grievous slices him in half and then maul takes all of his appendages off (laughs) just two stumps (laughs) i um oh you know what i thought was kind of interesting too we um um they said Grievous's name, like his his actual name. In the oh episode. yes, um, which I was like, oh, that's fun. I don't remember ever like hearing his like real name. Well, it's never intru- It's never uttered in the movies, but uh, I I learned of it, and I'm gonna pull it up for pronunciation. Uh, I read about it in some some old canon book a yeah, long like, long time ago. They definitely obviously playing to the kid audience, but they they were de- they like as Lego does, you know, giving us all a wink and a nod, you know, like to the uber adult nerds. Yeah. That was definitely uh, one of the- I don't know if I'm pronouncing this correctly. So if anybody's familiar with uh Kalish, 
please let me know. But uh, his name is uh, Kaiman Jai Shalal. Yeah, and, yeah that, uh, that was way better than what I was going to say. <laughs> well, I, I saw Dune last night, and I feel like there were many people named Kaiman Jai Shalal. Like, I felt like, like that Dune was... Dune last night. We'll, we'll save that for another episode. Oh, guys. But, uh, oh, we're going to talk about it. It's a, th- yeah. There's a lot to unpack there. A lot to unpack. Um, but yeah, it's, so that that was uh, a lot of fun. Uh, definitely the spookiest, I thought, of the three, mm-hmm. as far as uh, incorporating the Night Sisters. and. But I, I also like the just the overall arcing story, too, of the, um, you know, the about a... And, and this has actually apparently been... This is something that I didn't know because I haven't really read all the comics, but um, uh, this is like this episode or like film, I guess was loosely based off of a comic um, series. And there's always been like a long rumored, like Sith temple underneath the um, Darth right. Vader's castle. Uh, a nexus or a, not a nexus, but a, uh, actually, I don't remember if they, they used the word nexus. Mm. Oh shit. There you go. That's your MCU crossover. I know. There I know. Is. But I heard it first in Star Wars. But obviously, the idea of Nexus belongs to Marvel Comics. But like, it's some some wellspring of the Force that right. uh, that Vader was looking for, and, and, he, and it was eventually right under finds. his nose the whole time. <laughs> well, there's a great comic where he, uh, the ghost of some ancient Sith Lord, and I'm forgetting. So if somebody has read these comics, please chime in. But uh, he's basically confronted by the spirit of this the Sith Lord who starts to reincorporate himself and uh, Vader figures out that underneath his, his castle in this Sith wellspring uh, lies the power to go back and change things or bring people back from the dead. And mm. he comes very close to, to bringing Padme back from the dead. And he goes basically through this door into another plane of existence to try and bring her back and, it's all fraught with peril and it's a deception and it's all it's all a way for the Sith Lord to get Vader out of the way and then Vader comes to his senses and all very very creepy and it goes in a direction where uh Star Wars has started to go, honestly. Yeah. Like it kind of sounds seldom familiar. used to. But uh but yeah, actually on 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 the spooky note, that is a very uh, spooky comic line. Anything involving Darth Vader and Sith alchemy and I love that shit. And it yeah. felt they were kind of dipping their toes into that, like yeah, and finding the holocron, and then, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it got a little obviously ridiculous in Lego fashion, like with the the mecha version of uh, yes, v- uh, Vinny becomes a giant mecha Sith Lord, <laughs> and then his droid is pilot piloting an ATAT and posing the ATST, and there's the pig just just wonderful ridiculousness yeah ridiculous. um, but but, but I mean, my, my imagination runs wild because i'm just like because it, it, it the way that they made that that they made it the way that they made it look is that it wasn't like the only thing that was down there you know it's just like what yep. else is going on in this temple you know I, I other stories that they could tell very very fun well, and it was the subject of that whole VR experience, Vader's oh, Castle, right? Which, which actually, that is canon. They, oh, is not, it? Not that that matters, but it is canon, and it explains it why matter. there are there are trees back on Mustafar. Right. Yeah. Like something something happened. Like Mustafar uh, is kind of like like healing itself. Exactly. That's exactly right. Very um, very interesting. And we were supposed to return to Mustafar. Well, we did return to Mustafar, but we were supposed to see more of it in Rise of Skywalker. But they ruined a, it. But when they rushed through it, <laughs> but they did. They did rush through it. Um, 
but there there's a whole that whole forest that yeah, you see at the beginning of, of the movie like is smoky like we were forest to, right we were supposed to get a better look at that but that's direct reference to kind of what happened mm-hmm, in what mm-hmm. whatever vr game um and there's apparently people living on mustafar that we did yes about. yes which makes sense uh, I did like that this movie also, it did give us a little bit of the, the Ben Solo uh, origin story that we have now received in the comics, but it, it's yeah. a nice refresher to kind of see where Just his... visualize it. Right, where his anger and impatience leads him. Because um, I think, yeah, like, there, the obviously, like, the general feel of it wasn't canon, but, like, there were, there were at least, like, parts of it. Like, I think, like, the... Um, the broad strokes of that story like was canon right yeah yes it was and uh just kind of being estranged from his father and mm-hmm. uh just in impa- general impatience you could you, you you see a similar path to the one anakin took and yeah, uh, absolutely i did love their <laughs> they kind of were making fun of um really kind of like poking fun at the fans because like we you know complained about or i i would say we not me but we as star wars fans complained about how um uh ray you know became such an incredible jedi and like a fighter Mm -hmm. and she like barely had any training and then you know we look at the original series and it was like the same (laughs) the same thing you know but that yeah that was always a ridiculous uh Argument. critique to have yeah because same. they were like well you could see luke training it's like well yeah but luke didn't train that long with yoda right and the i whole, think that, the whole thing i think that um yeah. doesn't he have a he has a line that he says he's just like he's like what like luke only trained for like 20 minutes <laughs> yeah yeah right and when we're talking about like the line of skywalker or I guess in Ray's case, the line of Palpatine. Yeah. Well, with a dash of Skywalker, because uh, you know, in order to get that clone, they needed his hand. Allegedly. Yeah, but they've kind of backtracked on that already. Did they really already? Yeah, with some new material. Oh Jesus. Um. I just anyway. Don't... <laughs> Anyway, we digress. We can't get too far into that, but um, <laughs> but when you look at characters like a uh, Skywalker, or I guess a Palpatine, mm-hmm. um, they are so powerful with the Force innately that someone just needs yeah. to teach them how to channel it, how yeah. to access it. But uh, well, that's like a, you l- know, like and like anybody can learn to sing but not everybody is going to be aretha franklin you know <laughs> right well and and luke was a was a great pilot from a young age so was anakin i mean like they had incredible reflexes like totally. it was just you know god given or in this oh. case force given and and so why why that's different with ray i do i couldn't tell you but yeah. uh or i could tell you but <laughs> I that's could. for another time that was another thing i appreciated that they made the story about my boyfriend poe ah uh, yes I do love him so much. Well, and I, I th- that is a great point because the first one was about Ray. Right. The Christmas special last year was about Ray. Mm-hmm. We got Poe this time, so I bet next year we have like a Valentine's Day John Boyega. Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> oh, or, or there's something to look forward Finn, to, like or Easter or something. Just like <laughs> <laughs> the Easter episode. Get out! Oh my God! 
St. Patrick's Day. The Star Wars Easter Bunny. Oh, man. The Force is strong with you. Oh, Lady Day. Lady Day, the Force is strong with you. <laughs> but yeah, I like I like what uh what what they they did here. They, I, I would show my uh, theoretical kids this this movie. I think yeah. they'd get a kick out of it. My theoretical kids loved it too. Uh, Lego's always really on the money with their uh, satire and and some and and very thinly veiled critique at some points. Totally, yeah. They're they're very much not afraid to point it like point the finger at themselves. Inconsistencies and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so, uh, would you recommend it, Daniel? Would you recommend it to yes, the masses? Yes, one hundred percent. It's. Um, I I think that if you if you got time before the Halloween season's over, even after, if you're into spooky stuff, why not? It's it's spooky fun. Do it. Watch it, you bitch. Do it. Do it. All right. So, when we're talking about the entire Star Wars saga, there's a lot of spooky in, in, out there in the whole canon collection of it. What are some of the spooky? either moments or characters or creatures that stand out to you. I mean, truly, the scariest moment in all of Star Wars is by far B. Arthur's performance in the holiday special. I <laughs> I, I think we could just end it there because that, there's no That's point it. in talking about anything else. No, it's, it is the scariest thing. Really, not even <laughs> in Star Wars, just all. Just of all time. Of all time. <laughs> um, but I mean, to be perfectly frank, oh gosh, if I mean, there are so many things. What do you want to do? Really do, 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 do? Should we? Should we just go like one? I'll, I'll do one, and then you do one, kind of thing. Yeah, sure. Tit for tat. Okay, a tit for tat. All right. I'll. I'll. Uh, my. I, my Annie up. I. I. It. It's a. Uh, Anakin's disem, dis, dismemberment. Yeah. Scene. That oh, yeah. to me like like affected me. I was like it was like I mean obviously very sad, but like that scared the shit out of me when I was younger. Yeah, that it's really troubling and once you kind of in the original trilogy, once you figure out what happened to Vader, mm-hmm. and the the only time you figure that out is when Luke pulls his helmet off and your first thought is Yikes! What how did how the hell? And then waiting through two and a half prequel movies to be like, oh my god, okay, so at some point he's got to be just grievous, grievously injured, and generally I mean, grievously injured, right? And it did not disappoint. He was, yeah, you really gave I it mean, to him. You watch him get incinerated. That's that. Yeah. They were pushing the boundaries a little bit. <laughs> yeah, like this was a PG thirteen film, and I was like. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I mean, if 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 George Lucas truly made Star Wars for eight and nine year olds, like he said he did, I have a feeling that they. I I I I I, I want to know if there was ever like I'm sure there was meetings like you know with the higher ups. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you you can't do that in a PG thirteen film. He's like, no no no, we have to do it. It has to be there. You know what I mean? Like I I just wonder how much pushback there was for that. I'm glad that they put it in though, because it was very effective. Well, it was that oh, that whole sequence. Uh, oh, it's just I, the I, best part of the film. And I think it's one of the better acted moments. You do have two good actors there. Yeah, uh, totally. And you and McGregor just screaming, "I loved you!" Yeah. It's like oh, and then you have jo- of course John Williams can make anything high art mm-hmm. with with the the score and uh, yeah, that's a. That's a great one. That's a really devastating mm-hmm. All moment. Right. Tit for tat. 
quid pro quo. Okay, quid I'm gonna go. Fro. I'm actually gonna delve into the movie we take uh, a lot of pot shots at. I think a lot of people take pot shots at uh, the the last installment in the Skywalker uh-huh. saga, The Rise of Skywalker. Yep. Just the whole movie in general. <laughs> <laughs> the plot structure. No, uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. This is a positive. We kid, we kid. We're being we kid. positive here because there there are some great moments in the yes, movie. Yes, and truthfully. Because I... it's Star Wars. It's freaking Star Wars. Yeah. And we love Star Wars. And we also love to make fun in Star Wars. Yes, because we love it. Um, But a genuinely creepy moment in that movie is right at the beginning where uh, Ben Solo goes into the Sith temple and you see the the cloning bats and all of these masked little gremlins running around and tending to things. And then all the while hearing hearing Palpatine and then having his face illuminated by just quick bolts of electricity, lightning. And I mean, he's a zombie at this point. This was and, 100% on my list, too. Yeah. And I remember looking over at Alyssa. I was sitting on, like, Alyssa's left side and like, oh, my God. Oh, God. Yeah, and also, like, if you're out there, like, just seeing movies and, like, normal screens, I mean, obviously, like, if that's all you got, then, then you know, good for you. But, like, if you have the option to be seeing it in IMAX, like, at, like, a decent, like, really good theater, guys, like, I... Seeing it at the at the Chinese theater, like they're not afraid to like, because they know that like the people that are going there, like we love cinema, so like bump that shit up. They always turn on the the volume super loud. The subwoofers are like rumbling. Ooh, so like hearing like Palpatine's voice like reverberating through your chest, like there is just something so powerful and terrifying about it. It it was it was so well done. Yeah, I love. And that. you know what? I don't want to get Good into sound a, design. A, we've done a critique of Rise of Skywalker very early on on this podcast, and so mm-hmm. I don't want to get into that. But yeah, I I think that moment is is kind of what ended up that was disappointing our me of our podcast. Right, like the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that moment is what kind of disappointed me because there was so much potential. Yeah. In that moment, and we've talked too at length about. Had we not known Palpatine was in the movie, oh what what a... that moment would have been like? Yeah. Just how expectations change how you actually view it, and the uh, audience would have lost their. It would have been a lot shit. scarier too. It'd be like, oh my god, mm-hmm. just little zombie Palpatine over here. Yikes! 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 Uh, but yes, that was really, really all of the Exegol throne room scenes are just kind of unnerving. Which yeah, is, they. I think that the really nice. The design and the cinematography, yeah, they did a really good job making yeah, it like a, like a literal horror film. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, tit for tat. Uh, I'm going to just say generally all of the Night Sister episodes of Clone mm-hmm. Wars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, they're, I mean, especially like um, just so many, like the ones where they're like basically bringing. They're like bringing people back from the dead. It's like almost like Necker. I don't know. They 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 did some really spooky shit. And I I like I up until that point I did not know that like that was even a thing in the Star Wars world. And I was just like, oh man, this is dark. Yep. I loved it. That. Yeah, and I'm thinking about the episode too when uh when Dooku or when uh, Sidious sends Grievous and the Separatist army to go uh, go wipe out the. The Night Sisters and yeah. rescue because they, they kidnap Dooku or have him captured and right. 
and they have this basically undead army, Night Sisters. And right. It's real, really spooky. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I mean, and, um, I mean, that's sort of a, uh, like, well, I mean, this is sort of connected, but not. But, like, if you ever play Jedi Fallen Order, like, mm-hmm. you know, there's a whole, there's a. It's very connected. Yeah. There's, there's, a, there's, rep- there's references s- to it. Like, totally. there's references, references to the aftermath of them getting wiped out. Yeah. And you just kind of see um, just, like, how bodies are buried there and, like, um, yeah, just like all of it. Just, like, the, the whole aesthetic is really, really scary. Yes. I love it. Uh, yes, very unnerving. Um, I'm going to tap into some nostalgia. So I think mm-hmm. I've told this story on the podcast before, but I remember seeing Empire Strikes Back, uh, the special edition, when it was mm-hmm. released in, so I guess it was 97 or 98. I don't remember which summer that was. And the moment... Uh, and I knew it was coming, too, as a kid. And that's why I was so freaked out during that movie. I was already thoroughly spooked sitting through the previews because I just didn't like loud noises at the time. <laughs> All same. I had tons of ear infections as a kid, so my ears were just super sensitive. And oh, I didn't even have a reason for it. I just was I, like, oh, loud I just noises. got spooked. Yeah. And I remember there was a trailer to the movie Volcano. But uh, <laughs> b- before the movie started, and I, I believe we left the theater. Because in the I, I could in the middle of the movie uh, of the, of the uh, in the middle of the preview. Oh, so gotcha. I, I I couldn't do the volcano preview. Okay. Oh, absolutely not. I I I've since seen volcano. I you know it's it's not it, that it, scary. It it's what it is. Yeah, it's hilarious and wonderful. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, so it's I no was Dante's already Dante's peak. It's <laughs> no Dante's peak because James Bond isn't in it. Um, right. Correct. Uh, so I was already thoroughly on edge. At the be- near the beginning of Empire Strikes Back, you'll know that Luke is savagely mauled by a Wampa Snow Beast. Yeah. And that sent me over the edge as that a kid. That puppet like, with, like, the blood all over his face, yeah. it's that That's a little... Well, the, just the jump scare and the... Yeah. And, and in, in the special edition, they added footage in. They, they, they expanded on that scene. So you see right. the Wampa, which is actually a guy in a suit. Yes. Uh, a very well-designed suit munching on the tauntaun and blood dripping off of its mouth yeah that, that was not in the original right I'm like oh my god because the original version was like super busted apparently right um so that that always scared the hell out mm-hmm. of me same totally same yeah yeah um okay tit for tat squeeze some squat um oh yeah um the clone wars Again, um, Maul's spider return. Oh, like, yeah. Like, him just freaking the fuck out as a spider. Oh, yeah. In the trash. Like, it's just, like, horrifically... That, what a great way to bring him back. Like, it was just, like... Um, I And it really is just a testament to Sam Witwer's acting abilities. And oh, just, yeah. Like, letting him just go there. Um, and be mentally damaged and... Mm-hmm. And I like actually because this feeds right into the Night Sisters. I like how they depicted the Night Sisters basically clearing, pulling the insanity out of yeah. Darth Maul. And there's like it's a it's represented by you know kind of a green or I don't remember if it was green or black kind of mist that yep. pours out of his skull. And it's like oh my god, yeah, 
Yeah. She actually pulled the depression out of him. Could she do that for? Uh, yeah, he's like, I need do that a for little session. <laughs> yeah, just a little session of just extract a little bit of my soul. That would be good. <laughs> oh man. Oh yeah. No. The, uh, anything with animated mall in particular was mm. the menace. There is uh, no pun intended. Phantom menace. Yeah. Right. Um. And you know, actually, I mean, sometimes it's not even like. I mean, maybe it's not necessarily scary, but haunting for sure. Yes. I think I think that like his performance as Maul, like in a lot of the episodes, are just like like they stick with you. Like like you know, his one of his most iconic moments of him just screaming Kenobi, like. <laughs> And like at the end, um, in the 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 final season that we got, when he was just like, "We're all gonna burn," like that. Yes, just such a that haunting. Was, that was like, on my list. Oh, it is. Um, oh, sorry, I stole that. Well, no, no, no. It's no, it's fine. I mean, look, talking about it right now. And yeah, there, yeah. There are a couple of shots in that uh, Siege of Mandalore arc with Maul, where he's he's basically Hannibal Lecter. They have him totally. That, the Mandalorians have him in that force inhibitor yeah. uh, box, basically, and all you can see is his orange eyes mm-hmm. just peering out through it. And he can sense when Order sixty six starts to kick off, and his eyes just open, and there's just like this terror. And yeah, I mean, well, while we're on that, Order sixty six. Oh, he's sure. Yeah, just like all these people being murdered, like by their best friends, basically. I mean, like, that was that was troubling as a, yeah, a kid because you knew again it was something else you knew was coming. But I think what what Revenge of the Sith does actually really well is even though you know it's coming, you start to forget about it. Yeah, it, it, uh-huh. it leaves enough hope. Like there's enough hope built into the story that like, uh, well, maybe they're gonna retcon. <laughs> like yeah, maybe maybe Anakin will make the right choice here, or yeah. uh, that he doesn't. And how close it came, like you know, he was really on a knife's edge. And but the yeah, the Order sixty six was is is a tough watch. And again, I think it's aided significantly by John Williams and the horror and the vagina. The grief, um, and the vagina. Yeah, I imagine you would find that horrifying. <laughs> um, so I, I sort of stole that one from you, so you could. No, you there. didn't steal. No, we, we can we can share some. We can share. Um, so um, well, one of the last ones I wrote down. I mean, and maybe, maybe, maybe possibly scarier than. B. Arthur's performance. <laughs> um, and I'm sure this is probably on your list too, but uh, Darth Vader in Rogue One. His hallway of terror. Oh, yeah. I mean, it definitely is terrifying, but I was I was that guy who was fist pumping. <laughs> You're like, yeah, get him! It's like, oh, this is just... <laughs> Not not like in a I want him to murder of these people, but it was were. like we've never seen like Vader depicted this way on screen before. And yeah, it's just a quick yeah. little thing, but it's it's like oh But but yeah, truthfully Fuck. for me it was probably one of the scariest like if it, not it the is. scariest Star Wars moment. Because like I, I like just the complete darkness and then seeing his and almost Hear his breath. And yeah. Then, and then you like it almost gets 
like when the door opens, you think there would be more light, but it actually gets darker. And then yeah. you see his red like lightsaber and you don't see him yet. And then you just, oh, my God, it was beautifully filmed. Um, and yeah, the sound, um, just all of it together is so perfectly terrifying. And, and really also what sold it to is the I, I should not downplay the the extras in that scene like played up the terror so well because like you feel their horror and like we're right there with them like it's just pounding on the door and then you see that the saber come through the door and split the guy in half yeah oof. just how it's choreographed him him nailing a guy to the uh ceiling and then Uh splitting like oh it's just yeah lots of lots of that's that that is a spooky spooky moment it's yeah it's very like jason Voorhees. Like oh, sure. the silent killer who yeah, totally. says nothing and just yes yeah totally friday the 13th or, uh-huh. or michael michael myers yeah definitely it's not I, I wouldn't say it's super spooky but if if, if you wanted kind of a halloween ambiance i think think about all the the stuff in jabba's palace and return of the oh, jedi sure uh just all of the denizens hanging out and it's <laughs> really dimly lit uh I mean, uh, when I first watched room. it in like the early '80s, like I was, yeah, that all of that stuff used to spook me out. Well, like, the the Rancor that. pit, yeah, the oh, the Rancor 100%. pit, like dro- dropping uh, Ula the, the slave down the the hatch. I was like, okay, that's. But I mean, honestly, I was a pussy creepy. when I was a kid. I mean, like even the part like when when um, Leia is like recovering um, Han Solo from the carbonite, like mm-hmm. I, I that even that part scared me <laughs> yeah you know because it's some, something about that imagery was like spooky to me like i guess seeing him frozen there and yeah yeah okay i have a final one uh snoke yeah and i again put this more in the category of uh ultimately a bit disappointing certainly uh but conceptually speaking uh Snoke is tough to look at, and Andy sure. Serkis is such an amazing physical actor, phenomenal, and uh, a vocal actor. And his whole scene where he's berating uh, Kylo Ren, yeah, and he has this moment, and I always think about it when I think of Last Jedi. It's this tiny little moment, mm-hmm. and Ben says something to him like. But I've done everything. I've I've given everything to the dark side, and yeah. and Snoke interrupts him, and in like, but under under his breath and between his teeth, he's like, "Take that ridiculous thing off." Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "It's like, like Palpatine's op- always super, either over the top or very understated." But uh-huh. Snoke, what Andy Serkis did in this moment was, he he was able to jump from like levity to to fury and then mm-hmm. and then like simmering rage yeah. which you don't you don't see a whole lot of but just the take that ridiculous thing off yeah like it's a little like, mommy oh dearest God. moment <laughs> yeah um yeah and uh, uh just being disfigured and 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 knowing how just kind of the juxtaposition of knowing how feeble he is on the one hand because he kind of limps back to his throne I and mean, yeah, this guy's sure. a broken as we find out just a broken vessel yeah. clone uh, but who also was immensely powerful. I think that's a pretty terrifying. Yeah, even image. as a broken clone, he still had like as much power as he did. Yeah, that, yeah, like the scene where like it starts out really funny, but then like 
seeing um, General Hux basically just getting thrown around the room like yeah he gets slammed against the floor really fast and then I mean that that it's it's funny but also terrifying like yeah like to see that much power from so far away too um, yeah Snoke was an imposing figure. Yes, I, 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 I had such hope for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But hey, you know, if he was a clown, I guess we could get him again in some other form. We could, and and they have indeed. I guess since we're on the topic, they've come up with a, a probably a, a more official explanation. Oh, good for for what is going on there, and that Snoke was indeed. We knew this already. Was indeed. One uh, was the successful, the most successful cloning effort, uh, or rather, uh, think of him more as a vessel. He was intended to be a vessel for Palpatine's soul. Right. But they quickly discovered that this Snoke, even though he was successful uh, in basically living in a way that the others were not, he still was not powerful enough to house Palpatine. But he did prove powerful enough to serve the purpose of turning Ben Solo. So that's that's Snoke. That He's, is canon, ladies and gentlemen. That is canon. Tis canon. Um, so, such as it is. Such as. <laughs> Do you have any other spooky things? I mean, I'm thinking about the cantina. I'm thinking mm-hmm. of... of uh, we wouldn't even talk about Mandalorian. There was some like spooky stuff in there. I mean, they they literally well, a- had anytime, like, an alien episode. A- anytime, uh, uh, well, yeah, the spider. Remember the spiders? Like the uh-huh. it was uh, I guess season two, like episode three, the spiders. Um, that was creepy. But anytime yeah. Baby Yoda Grogu was was in, in any sort of danger was yes as as terrifying as it gets. Like if <laughs> yes. something happens to that boy, I don't someone, you take my baby. Someone at Disney is getting assassinated. Yes, 100%. So, yeah, actually, yeah, that's a great point. Any time Grogu was remotely in danger was the scariest moment in Star Wars. Yeah, 100%. Yep, I 100% agree. Was that it? What do you mean, was, was that, that a spooky, it? spooky, spectacular episode? Spooky, spectacular episode. Uh, if you have any favorite... Spooky Star Wars moments, be it a jump scare, a character, a moment. Leave a comment. Yeah. And tell us what you're doing for Halloween. Let's nerd out with you. I would like it very much. Oh, shit. Before we go, um, I don't think we talked about this because we haven't had an episode since, but they made it a pretty cool announcement about our good old friend Hayden Christensen making his way into the Ahsoka Tano Disney Plus series. Oh my God, guys, we're getting live action Clone Wars stuff. <laughs> Literally, like if he, if he is a freaking. Oh my God, if he comes back as a as a Force ghost and he like says, "Hey, Snips," I will literally lose my shit. I will sob my well, eyes out. And it it might very well be Force ghost. Mm-hmm. It might also what I suspect is flashbacks. Yeah, very, very like possibly. live action, like in the shit of the Clone Wars, and we'll see Anakin and Ahsoka for the first time oh on a big God. screen. Just imagine. Now, guys. what's interesting? It depends on the press release you read. Some have said 
he is returning to the Ahsoka series as Darth Vader. Yeah, I could see that. Well, you know what? I could see literally all three, and they could use yeah, they it's, could use it's it, all three exactly right again. because the Ahsoka series takes place around the time of the Mandalorian, so all of this will be in the past anyway, as it pertains to Hayden Christensen. I mean, obviously, I think it, I mean I shouldn't say obviously, but it seems that the Ahsoka show like isn't going to be like an origin story because we've already seen her origin story for the most part. But like, um, I, I no, I believe it's her. To- they're gonna. I, I was gonna say they're gonna at least have to touch on it, just like kind of get exactly. people primed for right. like who this. If you know, for the people that are just watching the live actions and not the cartoons, like they're gonna have to give us at least a taste of it, like to be like why you know why should we care about Anakin's and her relationship? You know what I mean? Like, there's a very very right. specific reason. Like he's they're like they're very special to each other, right? Um, you know, and like just like best friends basically and it's 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 so their 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 story is just as tragic as any other star wars story so um it's um i'm not sure if he's going to be a huge part of the series but i'm very glad that they're going to at least touch on it yeah and i i think the assumption is that series is going to be ahsoka looking for her boy ezra yeah yeah that feels right so that's going to be I can't believe all of these these things are converging. It is just like we, it's going to be. It's good. It's times. been a yeah. It's been a great time to be a Star Wars fan, even with some of the unevenness of of how the Skywalker saga ended. Yeah, there's some great stuff happening. Really, uh, really good stuff. Yeah, yeah. I and can't wait for that. Even more things that they haven't even announced yet. Right. Um, I can't right. wait to hear about what that actually is. And whoa. Yeah, we got. Kenobi it, next year as oh well, God, and Mando season three, and and Boba guys, Fett. we're gonna have some guests on the show um, to talk about the Obi Wan series when it comes out. Um, so stay tuned for that. Um, indeed, indeed. But yeah, I guess that's it. Do you want Happy do- Halloween, you creeps! Yeah, Happy Halloween, you spooky spookers, spookadetastic, spookalas, spookalicious. And happy People. Halloween, Alyssa. Glad you're you're happy making your choices. Yeah, not, not <laughs> you made here. good choices. You did. Making money is important. Making all the money. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> all right. Well, as always, I'm Dino Nicandros. And I'm Daniel Dawson. May the force. Please like and subscribe. Oh, may the force be with you. See ya.